Hello, everybody. Locked On Nationals podcast. Tonight, Connor Jones joins me. It is part one of our prospect preview. We're using MLB Pipeline's top 30 prospects for the Washington Nationals. And we're going to go five at a time as we preview them. Today, we've got 30 through 26. We've got Nick Riquet, Jonathan, Ger- Jonathan Herman, Jackson Reitz, Nick Banks, and Cole Freeman. So, Connor, we'll start first with Nick Riquet. And with him, it's a left-handed pitcher. It's some, something obviously is always valuable in baseball. Um, for him, Riquet is a guy who was taken in the 2017 draft. He is 25 years old uh, at this point in time now. He went to UNC and then transferred to William Mary, where he you just mentioned he was teammates with our good friend David Angstat. Um, a guy that long-term is not going to be able, well, long-term not going to be a starter, but he's there right now to work on his secondary pitches. And that's something that we do see a lot in the, in the minor leagues. Hello, everybody. Locked On Nationals podcast. Tonight, Connor Jones joins me. It is part one of our prospect preview. We're using MLB Pipeline's top 30 prospects for the Washington Nationals. And we're going to go five at a time as we preview them. Today, we've got 30 through 26. We've got Nick Riquet, Jonathan, Ger- Jonathan Herman, Jackson Reitz, Nick Banks, and Cole Freeman. So, Connor, we'll start first with Nick Riquet. And with him, it's a left-handed pitcher. It's some, something obviously is always valuable in baseball. Um, for him, Riquet is a guy who was taken in the 2017 draft. He is 25 years old uh, at this point in time now. He went to UNC and then transferred to William Mary, where he you just mentioned he was teammates with our good friend David Angstat. Um, a guy that long-term is not going to be able, well, long-term not going to be a starter, but he's there right now to work on his secondary pitches. And that's something that we do see a lot in the, in the minor leagues. Yeah, so Nick Riquet sounds like a guy who's obviously starting now in the minor leagues, but for his potential as a major leaguer, I could see him being a long relief guy as a lefty. So uh, maybe if we want to go throwback name, Tom Gorzolani kind of guy. There you maybe go. Maybe if we give a um, more recent name, not to scare some people, but maybe a Matt Grace kind of guy. He's a lefty that throws in the low 90s. Um, but, you know, you'd, hopefully he wouldn't perform like the 2019 Matt Grace did. But he's definitely a guy that I see is if they want him to develop his pitches as a starter, but probably become a reliever down the line, that's somebody that to me comes across as a potential long reliever. Yeah, I mean, with Potomac last season, 25 games started, he had 4.07 ERA, he was able to pitch 130 innings. So, you know, he's, he's durable. And, and William Mary, he made every start um, when he was there, especially his, his senior season. So a guy that you know is dependable, his main pitch is his sinker, and it's around the low 90s. And that's exactly right. But the problem is he can't start games right now uh, with, you know, in, in the higher levels, considering how his secondary pitches haven't come along yet. Um, and yeah, I mean, I, I think uh, the ETA on him of 2021, you know, if he does make it, uh, that I think is the earliest we'd see him. Um, a chance maybe 2022, but I mean, he's kind of got what he's got at this point, right? It's all about just putting it all together. Yeah, I think if it's going to be a long reliever, that's somebody that you want to have more than two pitches. So that's why they're, like you mentioned, they're leaving him as a starter so that he can work on developing those pitches. Because it's going to have to be somebody that can go through the lineup potentially more than once. Somebody that can throw more than two pitches if they're going to be facing hitters more than one time and you're trying to get them to eat up some innings for you. 
So here's the most interesting guy, I think, in the short term on this list. Jonathan German, who is 24, 25 years old, signed in 2015. He's from the Dominican Republic. A 6'4", 215 frame. His fastball is around 95, 97. He's got a slider around 90 and a changeup, too, that's also in the same range. So, I mean, he's, you know, he obviously brings the velocity. Um, Going to be a bullpen guy. He already is now. He got moved out to Potomac in last May and, um, and then also eventually made it to Harrisburg. 23 appearances. 33 innings pitched, 3.51 ERA, 27 Ks in opposing batter. This is the best stat. Opposing batters are hitting 210 off of him. So a guy with a lot of potential. Control is going to be the issue. He's got a weird arm slot. Um, but he's a guy that definitely fills a need the Nationals have if they can get him up to the big leagues pretty soon. It sounds like a classic Washington Nationals reliever to me. Tough guy to get hits off of, but also tough for him to find the strikes on. So it seems like... That's the kind of guy that we've seen the Nats put in the back end of the bullpen a lot recently. Guys like Wander Suero, guys like uh, Tanner Rainey, people that have a lot of talent when they're in the zone, but you know the, the knock on them is is are they throwing strikes that given day? Because obviously to have success as a pitcher, no matter no matter how great your stuff is, you have to be able to find the strike zone. Yeah, I mean, they're, and they're projecting here, you know, that he's going to make it up to the majors in 2020, and I think considering where the bullpen is and how unsure things are, he's got a shot and. You look at just the way he's pitched, you know, when he started his career with the Nationals, he's gotten better uh, each year. And three different stops last season. Uh, and, and A, his, his, his ERA was below two. And then he had, did a good job at Potomac and got his way to Harrisburg, where he would, didn't, wasn't there very long. But 13 innings pitched, uh, only a 2.08 ERA. Opponents did hit 234 off him, but still... He did a pretty good job once he, you know, he's making the right steps in terms of development. Yeah, that's what you want to see. Somebody that's progressing as they go from one step to another. It sounds like he's doing that, so that that could be an option. I think the bullpen for 2020 at the major league level is actually set up pretty well. It's a matter of if guys go down, do you have options in the minor leagues that you can somewhat trust to come in and step up? Yeah, and I mean, he's a guy who brings the tools that you like in a minor league or that you say, okay, somebody went down, we have a kid who throws 97 and he's making the steps that we like and might be a big jump for him. But I mean, he's got some, um, some credentials to maybe make that, make that leap. So out of everybody in this list, I think he's probably the guy to watch because he is a guy who's going to be a part of maybe helping the biggest need of the team. Um, moving now to the third prospect recovering number 28 on the MLB pipeline list. Jackson Reitz is a catcher, is 24 years old. He was drafted in 2014. Um, third round pick, he's six foot, 195. A guy who's played some internationally, uh, representing the U.S. on the U National 18 team. Um, he's really struggled. He's he's gotten injured long term. He has not been able to stay healthy. And you know, you kind of think about why he's still around. Uh, 800K was a signing bonus out of high school, so the Nationals. I don't think are ready to give up on him just yet. Yeah, and I mean, he started off pretty poorly last season, but ended up having uh, a, a pretty good stat line there towards the end. And um, back half of the season, you know, he ended up hitting 282, 12 home runs over his final 50 games. So that's a guy that, you know, from a catcher spot, I mean, I, I think that we've seen offense from catchers diminish um, over the last few years. You know, those, those guys are few and far between that are really, really productive guys. Um, at the plate and behind the dish, and this guy's got a chance to be steady, steady with both. And um, you hope that a guy like that that can stay healthy, right? 
Yeah, and another thing with the Nats and catchers go, it's been a it's been a team because of the veteran pitching staff. They haven't been able to really give younger catchers that much of right. an opportunity to play at the major league level because they're not necessarily on the same page as pitchers like Max Scherzer and Steven Strasburg. So maybe a younger catcher comes up and Scherzer wants to stick with one of those veteran guys. Same with the rest of the pitching staff because it's been it's been so long since the Nats had a rotation that hadn't been around the major leagues for a long time. So I feel like because of that, catcher's actually been a tough spot to break through in that organization. You've seen him go out and sign free agents, whether it be Kurt Suzuki and Jan Gomes recently, Matt Wieters in the past, but you see a lot of veteran catchers signed by the Nats. Yeah, and one thing, you, know, you make such a great point. It's hard when you're worrying about yourself uh, you know, and, and how you're doing and how you're coming along. And then if you get to the major leagues, well, now you know, you're working with these guys as a catcher. You have to worry about the pitcher, too. So, you know, it's hard to, you know, Kurt Suzuki and, and uh, Jan Gomes, we know who those guys are. They know who they are. They know that they can, you know, if they can focus on those relationships and be trusted as veterans, they're doing their job. And young guys like Reitz, you know, it's going gonna, it's gonna to take some time for him to, to get that advantage. And also, you know, he's got a guy like Rowdy Reed who's in front of him. Um, so, you know, somebody else in the organization that, uh, is probably going to be going up pretty soon. We're going to see him, I think, some this season. So, yeah, I mean, kind of an odd spot for Reitz, and you can just kind of hope that he is able to make it to AAA this season. Um, moving on next, Nick Banks. He's an outfielder, 25 years old. He was a 2016 pick, 6 feet, 215, three years at Texas A&M, and um, he hit 364 as a sophomore on a team that went 50 and 14. And I was watching some tape on him today. Hit one of the longest home runs I've ever seen in the in, a, in college baseball at the SEC championship in 2016. Um, out completely out of the stadium, past the bullpens, ever everything down there in Hoover, Alabama. Good left-handed bat. He's got a wide stance. Um, he's just been middling, I guess, at the plate. And he needs to, you know, he needs to keep progressing. He hit 288 in 45 games in Double A last year. He's got to keep that rolling and see if he can kind of keep working his way up and help out that Nats outfield rotation and be a great left-handed bat. Yeah, a guy like Nick Banks, it seems like someone that can can really hit when they get it going, but it's a matter of consistency. You see 288 and 45 games in AA, and you see back to what he did at Texas A&M in college and the reason he was a fifth-round pick, it, it really comes down to what he can potentially do for you as a hitter. So if, if he hits... He's going to have a chance to progress. If he doesn't, then he's not. And that's kind of what it comes down to. The Nats are also an organization where the outfield is a tough spot to break in when you have Juan Soto and Victor Robles, two young stars in the outfield, and then a guy like Adam Eaton, who's obviously ingrained in a starting role out in right field. So the best way to break in is to to, to hit and be a guy that they can trust to potentially pinch hit for you late in games. Yeah, and he had some speed at AM, but he, he filled out a bit and – not saying he's slow, but he's just not as he, the, the speed doesn't jump off the page to you. Um, but I think he's a guy definitely who could. I, I'm I'm not too concerned about him finding his way up and being a guy who can platoon. I mean, how successful he'll be in the in the major league ranks, I don't know. But definitely a guy who's got a future um, helping out, pinch hitting, like you're saying, a good athlete, a good background, and somebody who seems pretty trustworthy. And you like it when you have a guy who's got college credentials like that. It's just. Kind of something that that you know, something you can point to in college baseball's best league in the SEC and say, "Hey, look, this guy hit pretend, you know, soon to be major league hitting very well. We know he can do this." 
Yeah, and a guy who, for example, was a high draft pick that it took him a while to kind of get things going in the minor leagues, but then ended up becoming a quality major league contributor was Brian Goodwin. So maybe Mm -hmm. if you're Nick Banks, that's kind of a a potential route to cracking into the major leagues. Goodwin was a guy who pinch hit well. Some guys got injured in the outfield, and Goodwin became a guy who was playing center field and eventually was hitting in the leadoff spot a lot when he was on the Nats, and now he's um, been playing a lot with the Los Angeles Angels as well. Yeah, I think it's definitely a good comp. Um, and then last, we have Cole Freeman, ranked number 26. He is a second baseman slash outfielder, 25 years old, uh, 2017 draft pick in the third round, 5'9", 175, so not a very big guy. Um, went to LSU, bad 321 in two seasons at LSU. That's very good. And once again, a, the most difficult conference in all of college baseball. He was a really good hitter uh, on a great team with a lot of other good players. Lefty. Um, a guy who played second base, but they moved him to outfield because I guess they said throwing issues, which means either injury, you know, we're trying to find injury stuff, maybe confidence, but apparently he found a home in center field. I think the one problem is, Connor, is that that's a knock on you, right? The utility is such, being a utility player is such a helpful thing to, to teams. And if you can't be that guy, it's not, you know, you're not done, but you just lost a way to find your way onto a roster. Yeah, it sounds like Cole Freeman, as far as, being able to hit for average and be able to run, it really sounds like he could be a Wilmer Defoe kind of guy for the Mm -hmm. Nats. I mean, Defoe was somebody who they tried to, speaking of utility, they tried to play in the outfield, and that did not go well at all. He had some starts in center field, um, and he didn't really adapt to that position the way he did as an infielder. So Cole Freeman, I don't really know much about what's going on with him as far as playing second base or playing anywhere else across the infield. Mm-hmm. But the more you, more positions he can play, the better chance he has to, to crack and to crack the major leagues and be a contributor at that level. But obviously the speed's there, the ability to hit for average is there as well and get on base. So th- that's certainly something that, that interests you in him as a prospect. If 31 stolen bases last year, and that's the most out of any player in the Nats farm system. Um, and, 311 batting average last year, 391 on base. The guy always finds his way on base, and there's always going to be a place on a roster for somebody like that. And for him, it's just about keeping that up because if you do keep that up, Connor, you're going to be in the major leagues, right? Yeah, it sounds like he's definitely a guy who has the athleticism to play at the major league level. It's just finding a home on defense and continuing what he can do at the plate. And then it, that's somebody that you you have to have some interest in is it helping you at that level. Because speed's something that, especially late in the year when it gets cold outside, that's something you can rely on to an extreme level. All right, so we've gone through all five of these guys. And I'll ask you, out of the five, who are you highest on? I would say I'm highest on Cole Freeman going forward. I'd say the most likely to help the Nats in the immediate, and by the immediate, I mean the 2020 season, would be Jonathan Herman because yeah. that's somebody who can come in in the bullpen. I don't know if they're going to need him or not, but at some point you have to think injuries are going to occur, and they're going to have to go down to the minor league level and find somebody to, to fill in once that happens because you need more than 26 players over the course of a major league season. But I think as a position player, Cole Freeman, we've seen him play multiple positions, so you know that possibility is there. That 391 on base percentage is something that you also love to see from a guy with his speed. And we don't want to demean anybody here, but uh, who are you? Who would you say is the guy on this list that you're eh, not feeling too? Uh, you're not too excited about his prospects um, in the in the short term. 